Can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. What do you think of Lady Hawk? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Hawk Eve? No, it's worse. Damn, okay. Hawk shot. Like hot, like hot shot, but, but you know, Hawk. No. Lady Arrow? None of those. Okay, fine. You know what, actually, I have an idea. Hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the final episode of Hawk Guys, our Hawkeye retrospective of best film ever and talking to Mickey. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ian. And that's what we've got today because this is still Christmas time. We've just finished and we're we're all we're all busy. We're we're recording this the, the night before because this would have been out last week for you guys, but uh we had Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, they got Spider-Man broke the internet and we kind of went, yeah. we, we would like to be part of the oversaturation of coverage of said film. Yeah, it's crazy because we did that a week ago and it's already like people oh, are sort geez. of, Marvel yeah. already been like, yeah, talk freely about what you've seen. Yeah, we're moving past that. We're not going to do that here. We're not doing that no, uh, on this no, episode no. because that, that that's not fair to, to anyone who no. hasn't been able to catch it yet because we're talking about hawkeye the final episode called so this is christmas and what have we learned well we've learned that it's it's so this is christmas and what have you done oh i thought it's what have i learned no and what have you done another year over a new Uh, one just begun see one done and begun right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that makes sense so what have we done we're doing the the final episode because we we have a we have a running joke uh, so far when we've done the MCU <laughs> shows, which is uh, you, you, we might not have time for that. We you don't got have time, time for, that. for this. Yeah, about about spending too much time on stuff early in the run and then not leaving themselves yeah. enough. And I was actually quite vocal that I went. I don't think they're going to have this problem this time. I think they're setting things yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why do I give Marvel the benefit of the doubt? <laughs> So I, I'm just going to say, we uh, to remind everyone of what we need to have time for, so far we have the mystery of Armand's killer. We have uh, the kingpin. <laughs> Armand, we have, remember him. Remember Armand <laughs> the lin- in the first the episode? Lynch, the linchpin this was all supposed to be around. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have the mystery of the watch. We have the Rodin suit still. We have uh, Maya and her stuff we have yelena and her stuff we have clint going back for christmas we have we have a lot of stuff that we need to get done so i'm gonna just burst right into it because uh we open our episode with the kingpin himself walking through uh his little building with a a cane and a a white suit and a hawaiian shirt and a little hat and he looks uh, completely accurate to how he does in the comics, and I was a very happy boy. Uh, but he wants to know why, uh, what uh, he can do to help uh, Elena and oh, I mean, uh, I mean, Eleanor, and what what can do. It's Vincent D'Onofrio. Let's start with that. Yeah. I mean, the guy, yeah. the guy nails this. He nails all of the this. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. really good in this. It, it's it's, yeah. it's like he stepped off the set of Daredevil uh, like two seconds <laughs> yeah. before, and because. Keep in mind, the last time that we saw D'Onofrio as Kingpin was like 2018, 2019. It has been a it's been a decent amount of time since he has done this role. And it it's like riding a bike for him. And I'm so, so happy. I mean, the guy the, the guy is an act 
character. I mean, it's as simple yeah. as. Uh, yeah, 2018. Um, he's, wow, I didn't realize it was rated this highly on uh, on IMDb. Okay, maybe. maybe yeah, it's, maybe, a, it's maybe, a very good show. Maybe, maybe it is worth a shot. Um, yeah. You know, D'Onofrio did, what was it, Law and Order Criminal Intent. He was the lead character on that yeah. for a while. And played a really damaged and, and sophisticated, nuanced kind of character. And I just love D'Onofrio in, in almost everything oh, he yeah. does, not called Men in Black. And uh, <laughs> and he wasn't the problem. It's the writing and all that. He, he did yeah. the best he could with what he had. Uh, he he just brings it and nails it. And yeah. there's, there's a gravity when he's on screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about when he's yeah. not. But, yeah, it continues. <laughs> it's the second straight Marvel, um, Marvel finale where they've introduced kind of a big bad in the final episode. And I found him really captivating and the best part maybe yeah. of said episode. So yeah, there we go. And in comes uh, Kate Bishop's mommy. Uh, is it, is it Eleanor? Yeah. Uh, Eleanor? Yeah. yeah. And uh, she wants out of the deal that she had with Fisk uh, because the deal was created after uh, Eleanor's husband died because he owed Fisk a lot of money and so, so and a Fisk, good relationship. Fisk is the real life name of the person we call Kingpin. Uh, yeah, so okay. his name is Wilson Fisk, but everyone just says Fisk. His, or Fisk, because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Names. yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, you know, we had a good relationship between each other. And she says, well, I did everything you wanted. I handled Armand. So she's the one that killed Armand. Very throwaway uh, line. Sure. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we yada, yada, yada over that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, she says that uh, she made Jack take the fall for everything. And but she wants to be she wants out of the business now because Kate's too close to this. And the only thing she cares about is her daughter. And she's uh, uh, she's got some blackmailers back up to threaten Fisk just in case uh, he's going to doubt her anytime. And meanwhile, Kate's watching all of this unfold on the phone uh, after Yelena sent all of the uh, video footage. I don't know how she was able to get. And she's not dealing with the news well, but uh, Clint says, you know, you need to calm down. But she wants to call her mom instead. Uh, sure. And uh, he says that Kingpin yeah. isn't going to let this go lightly and something bad and something big will happen because of it. And this is then when Clint says, you know, Kate, you, you're my partner and I'm not going anywhere until this is finished. So they're, yeah, they're officially a team. If it's your deal, it's my deal, too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of the shoes we're waiting to drop. She's been pestering mm. him to treat her, treat him like like an equal. And now now and now he is. Uh, ironically, yeah. when she starts to act like him <laughs> as opposed to mm. unlike him. <laughs> uh, but this time, in, in the case of one of his flaws, Um it's a nice moment yeah yeah and uh meanwhile as well maya goes into uh wilson fisk's office and he talks to kazi uh and fisk and kazi translates because uh kingpin wants to know what's been going on with her because uh he taught her to keep a low profile but she's been getting a bit carried away because of what her father meant to her and she admits that she needs to stop chasing ghosts and uh, Fisk says oh that's that's quite the turnaround that's good but uh, no matter what you do it won't bring your father back so you need to move on because your father would have wanted you to move on it I love I love Vincent D'Onofrio in this role but he's so unsubtle it's almost perfect uh, yeah yeah but I think he's trying to be that subtle I think he's just yeah. trying I mean, he, he's because he, I don't he's think a bully. he knows yet that she knows no well, I feel this is a bit of a test, and it gets her out of the way while thinking it's her idea to get her out of the way, and then hopefully she'll yeah. be unsuspecting. I, I, he knows a fair bit. He knows yeah. a fair bit, yeah. 
Anderson then, when she says she wants a couple of days off to clear her head, Fisk accepts. He says that he loves her. She says she loves him too, all in sign language. And as she leaves, then Fisk gets uh, angry because he says, uh, the Ronin, we've got an Avenger now taking interest into the business. Eleanor's leaving and Maya's turned on them. And he's he's angry. He is furious about it. So on the subway, Clint then apologizes to Kate for everything that's happening to her. But Kate only wants to focus on tonight, becoming more and more like Clint. And they're going to need a ton of gear. Trick arrows, which Clint can now make. So we get a, an arrow making montage. Yeah, it's okay. A long arrow making montage. I'm yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah. I was. I've grown. I've grown on the music. I think in the first episode, I said I didn't really care for it. I've grown on it more as the series continues. But I think it's because I've heard it more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not going to say that the music really hit me all that hard in any part of this. So. Uh... It's just grown on me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an extremely long montage. And uh, Clint then asks if the party will be formal and uh, says to Kate that uh, she doesn't need to do this because she'll have to make some tough decisions. And she then divulges her backstory. We saw at the beginning of the show where she's like, well, aliens invaded and I was terrified, but I saw you fighting aliens with a stick and a string, even though you didn't have superpowers. And she thought that if he could do that, then she won't have to be scared because he showed to her that being a hero is for anyone brave enough to do whatever it takes, no matter the, the cause. So, so that means that she's ready. So that night, everyone's ready. We've got the track suits lining up, the Hawkeye team lining up. Everyone's ready. And uh, Kate and Clint are in their formal suits scouting the party to try and find her mum. And we get a little uh, cameo of Gary from the first episode that she says she got fired from. Yep. I thought that was nice. And uh, thankfully, they don't, they've got some allies because the LARPing squad are here to help them pretending to be waiters. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have some, um, what's the opposite of henchmen? It's nice to have some, I guess, allies. It's not really the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice It's nice that we have these guys, uh, the, the, the two main ones who we've grown especially close to. Uh, the gentleman who's, who had the Ronin suit and the woman who was making mm. Clint felt the paperwork. They're good yeah. comic relief, um, which is good because I'm not sure Jeremy Renner, or at least the Clinton Barton character, is meant to be comic relief ever i don't think yeah. he, I don't think he does it well um he works as a straight man but not as just yeah. like a, and, and, a funny funny guy and kate needs to occasionally play it a bit more straight and so these two yeah. allow her to sort of go down that road hmm. but no i like i like these secondary characters it means that there's uh more more light-hearted humor and also just you can get some things out of the way without like spreading the two leads too too thin. Uh, but we also find out Jack's already out of jail and he's wielding a sword despite everything to prove his innocence. And we see little Armand and he has an argument with uh, Jack because he wants his wine collection. So Jack says, I remember that time you peed your pants at the fancy gala thing, whatever. Meanwhile as well, lots of meanwhiles, uh, Kazi has a sniper rifle ready to take aim at, I'm assuming, Kate's mom or whoever's there, really. And Clint gives Kate a comp to stay in contact. Meanwhile, as well, Yelena has now showed up to the party in her fancy costume. Uh, and Ellen has now entered the party as well. And Kate tries to get her to safety. And that's when Kate tells her mom that Fisk wants her dead and she's furious with her mom. 
And uh, Eleanor says that she did it because her dad owed Fisk money. Jack's there again because Jack's just there. They go their separate ways for a bit. Clint looks out to the city, but Kazi finds him and Clint notices the sniper rifle uh, dot finder is in the reflection of a champagne glass that one of uh, the Team Hawkeye Lapis has. So the bullet fires, Clint and everyone evades it and people flee the LARPing squad, try and help everyone get to safety. And that was like three minutes and so much has happened and we've still got 40 minutes, if not more to go. Yeah, it's, it's very fast paced and that's okay. I mean, it, it's been, we started with a party and we're ending with a party. So bookending yourself. Mm. And the party, of course, is at like 30 Rockefeller Center. Um, yeah. So home of the big, big, big Christmas tree in new york city uh one of those picturesque locations if you've seen home alone lost in new york you're familiar with 30 rockefeller uh that's what also this is the, the location that the tv show 30 rock is named after for a little <laughs> little information for you out there um never would have known that yeah it's <laughs> surprising um and so it, i mean this is a, a, a swanky ordeal um yeah, yeah um, i'm okay with a lot of plot in this regard because it should feel like because finally all of our storylines are starting to intersect, and that's kind of cool. That, yeah. that, 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 I that's like all right. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Good, good job to you. It can't be uh, easy <laughs> to sort of keep track, write down, and uh, verbally narrate. Uh, there was a lot of pausing, I have to say. An audience through here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, at this point, I'm still really, 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 really good with the episode. It's, it's I haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, soured on it. I don't know if I soured <laughs> on it fully, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm along for the ride at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, Kate then leaves her mum to go and help, and Jack's time is here because he's also got a sword and he wants to help out. Kate notices Yelena, so follows after her, and it's time for them to have a bit of a banter, funny elevator oh, hijinks, uh, trying to touch the elevator pad to make her wait more times in the elevator slapping her hand and this is that goes on for like three minutes this is dumb because you need yelena to be the in a sense as the antagonist you need her to be the obstacle but you need the audience to not dislike her because i have a feeling we're going to need to like her later on down the line yeah and so i I think she's getting a major role oh we we just get more of that Black widowy Yelena. Uh, this is my one thing, and uh, if I'm yeah. not if I'm not this, then I'm I'm homicidal. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, right as, after that, I, I will, as Kate stands yeah. there in her purple. Is she ha, have they? Is she still in her formal wear? Oh sport? yeah. So she she rips uh, Yelena rips off uh, Kate's fancy suit to reveal that she's got her new Hawkeye outfit and. Uh, Yelena gets out of the elevator and Kate chases after her. Meanwhile, again, one of the other LARPers notices that Kate's mum's gone and Clint gets ready with his bow and arrow uh, while Yelena and Kate still battle to be the one who gets to Clint first. Clint uses a gas arrow to stop Kazi for a while and Yelena and Kate have uh, another fight through the Rockefeller Center offices it's that a nice, was, it was, this, it's, a, it's a nice follow shot is yeah. this the one that pans from right to left throughout and, and yeah dis- i really like that i mean disguises three quick scenes as one shot oh, yeah yeah uh, no it was good it's really nice I, 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 it, it was a fun shot as far as the set piece yeah. goes yeah i liked it and uh then after that there's a bit of uh kate and elena complimenting each other's technique and fighting ability because they're fun quirky kids 
Uh, Yelena yeah. scales the building to try and shoot Clint, but misses. Kate tries to do the same trick and falls, but barely just makes it. Her knees would be putting at this point for when she hits the ground. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I don't care. I'm just having a good time. Uh, the tracksuits now show up. Bro, it's Kate Bishop. It's time for them to fight. But one of them, uh, before fighting Kate, thanks her for the Imagine Dragons advice from the, oh, the second or the third that. episode. I think it's, yeah, it's the, from the third episode. Um, yes. Yeah, Jack also takes part and rescues her from one of the people with a gun, and he fights a load of tracksuits with the sword. Jack is just fun. I don't think they really knew where they wanted to go with Jack, other than him being like a misdirect. Oh, the, I don't know where they. Uh, I don't know if they knew where they wanted to go with many it. things in this, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack, most improved player. Really enjoyed Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's supposed to be a red herring, but yeah, you know, it doesn't explain why he's acting like his whole personality changes. You know what I mean? Like this is not the same Jack <laughs> we saw in episode one or two. Yeah, this is not the same. Oh, she's just trying to to no. go against me because that's what. And this time he's like, I got a sword. I'm gonna be a hero. This guy shows about as much consistency as Ebenezer Scrooge from the start to the end of his story. <laughs> it's like he got visited by three spirits last night, and now he's gonna keep the Avengers in his heart every day of the year. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I like this Jack, but it's not the same Jack we had in episode one and two. Yeah. Uh, Clint, meanwhile, is using all his little bombs to take down tracksuits while fist fighting Kazi. Kazi looks terrible in a tracksuit, I have to say. Um, Clint beats Kazi and uh, gets away from the fight and falls into a big Christmas tree with an owl in it. And that's a, I've discovered it is a reference to the Rockefeller owl from last year that was also stuck in a Christmas tree. Oh, okay. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Clint comms Kate to tell her he's stuck in the tree. One of the LARPers gives, gives Kate all the gear she needs to help Clint and tells the LARPers <sighs> to escort everyone out, but no one's listening yet. So they... It's time to suit up into LARPing gear. Which Yay. I get, I get, actually, because, yeah, yeah. you know, some people in random tuxedos, no one's going to listen to. You get people who look like superheroes. Whether they yeah. are or not, they will get your attention in a world where superheroes exist. No they problem look like with that. Thor's mate in Thor. Yeah, and, and, a, and a, fun little, a fun little moment for them. Yeah. People who pretend so often to be in, in, in a big fight for this one moment, they get to be part of something real. I quite liked it. And it's very, it's very Christmassy. I do like this is is a Christmassy thing. Maya, meanwhile, uh, gets ready to head out and takes one last look at a photo of her dad before she's going to go and uh, take her break, quote unquote. But more tracksuits arrive and Kate arrows a load of them as Clint watches the LARPers in costumes and it just says, ah, we're all going to die. And somehow the magic of costumes helps everyone to listen as uh, Grills takes Armand, little Armand to safety as he screams, do you know who I am? Yeah. I like little Armand. He's just such a rich little shit. Yeah. Uh, Kate uses her arrows to bring down the tree, firing arrows at the wire. I want right, to say right, similar right. to the uh, clock tower in the first episode. Or am I reaching? Let's consider the things this episode did not have time for. <laughs> and yet we had time for a mini side plot where Clint is stuck in a tree with an owl and requires the the tree to be shot down by arrows to release him from this. I would have much rather seen these three minutes dedicated to a flashback and an explanation of what the heck happened with Eleanor and Armand. 
It would have been nice. Yeah. This was the potentially most egregious thing that I faced in this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the tree falls. Clint's fine and slides onto an ice skating rink. Kate also slides in and the two of them arrow side by side as a team. Uh, Clint, meanwhile, is wearing the costume. Oh, that's so great. He's grown. Oh, you, uh, know, you know what would have been great? If you hadn't shown me this on every poster, on every graphic. Thought, oh, yeah. This should have meant something and it meant nothing. We talked about it last <laughs> week. This means nothing because I've seen it in every promotional package. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Clint gives Kate some trick arrows, and that means that she's officially a Hawkeye, I guess, and she's honored. And there is so much time left. This is an hour-long episode, and we're about 25 minutes in. And a lot of this scene that follows is, look at all of the different trick arrows. There's a, a electric ones. There's a oh. bouncy ball one. There's ones that make tiny arrows and bring people closer. Uh, but a truck bounds over the, uh, the, the barrier. It goes to crash into them. And they use a PM arrow to make it tiny. And they yeah, here's the thing sort of about yada the yada of the implications. Pim, it changes in size, but not in mass. And therefore, it should have the weight of the original object. They got to pick a side with the Pim particles, man. And, and, and that whole process. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a thing. But uh, as the two get ready to leave, Kate goes to find her mum. But Kazzy's here, so Clint prepares to fight him. But Yelaine is here and is also here to kill, Kit, kill Clint. But thankfully, Maya can stop Kazi because she wants to deal with him. So Kazi and Maya fight, and she gets the upper hand on him for a bit. Did- Yelena, meanwhile, wants to know one question before she kills Clint. What happened to Natasha? Did they run out of trick arrows? Like, what's going on here? Like, I don't know anymore. We didn't see trick arrows in like hardly any of the previous Marvel iterations of the Hawkeye character at any point. Yet here, it's just standard. He's got them. This would have been a cool thing for him to have had throughout the run. He has. They have. <sighs> they focus on it in Avengers. They definitely focus on it in Age of Ultron because he's got like a special machine from Stark which can just make the trick arrows. Does he? Whenever he needs it. Yeah, right. and then they kind of. Like in Civil War, the reason he goes back to get Wander is also so we can get his trick arrows from the oh, Avengers okay. compound. Yeah, it's like it's there, never right? like a bit. It's just sort of like a, a, an aside reference in each thing. And it's always nice. I mean, if Eleanor hires any other Black Widow besides Yelena, Clint dies here. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Because she <laughs> wants to ask him one question. Yeah. What happened to Natasha? He tell he says that I could tell you the truth and you won't believe him. But Nat sacrificed herself to save the world. He's sorry. She thinks she's lying. Meanwhile, Maya offers for her and Kazi to leave Fisk together. But Kazi says this is uh, his life, not hers. Now across town, Eleanor gets ready to leave for her driver's dead and Fisk is, uh, gets ready to grab her and talk. Kate rescues her, fires an arrow at Fisk, but he is a strong, large man, so the arrow does absolutely nothing to him. He punches Kate, Eleanor drives the car into Fisk, and Maya's now somehow good, I guess, and stabs Kazi and die, and he dies. Kate and Fisk have a brawl, but like I said, he's very strong. Clint tries to convince Yelena the truth. Yelena still refuses. 
Now we go back to Fisk and Kate and Fisk breaks Kate's arrows and throws her across the room. Then we go back to Clint and Yelena and Yelena says that, you know, he didn't deserve to live over that. And Yelena just wails on him for a while. And then we go back to Kate and she does the uh, flick coin trick in the like fourth episode, I think. Yep. And causes a bomb arrow to detonate, blowing Fisk up to the other side of the room. Kate goes to find her mum, who says, I will put everything behind them and it will go back to normal. And Kate says it was never normal. But these are unfortunate arrangements, according to her mum. And Eleanor says, you know, someone has to take responsibility. Kate agrees because Kate's called the police on her mum for the murder of Armand. And uh, that's then when her mum gets angry and she says, oh, is this what heroes do? Arrest their mothers on Christmas? If you've killed someone, <laughs> I'd say yes. I know this is supposed to be the petty rich person, but like, oh. it's still stupid. Yeah. Meanwhile... Uh, Yelena goes to kill Clint, but he does a whistle that I assume is in the Black Widow movie that I've still not seen. Yeah, you're probably right. Can I just go back to Eleanor and 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 uh, and Kate for one moment? Like that yeah. that whole thing with just what you do to your mother. Like what they needed again. It, it's, I'm asking for two more episodes, but it's got to happen if you want <laughs> if you want this to mean something. So yeah. when she turns her mother in. This should be a moment, but the moment only qualifies if we actually saw them getting on, not for 15 minutes of one episode, but for like <laughs> two episodes or something like that, and giving us yeah. moments and a chance for relationships to grow. I think we talked about this a bit with the LARPers. I know we talked about it in Loki in the episode where Sylvia and Loki are stranded on that planet. Yeah. You, you have to have these moments so that when you split these groups up, that makes you feel something but you can't just make me feel something by writing in three or four lines of dialogue because guess what you ain't had time for that so you know <laughs> you gotta make time for that and you gotta plan this or else these emotional beats that are supposed to make me care fall flat and then i just get grumpy and throw my hands up and go what are you <laughs> doing and why aren't you learning you now let's go from your learning to yelena so, yeah, from Yelena to Yelena, uh, Clint and Yelena have a talk because turns out Nat talked about Yelena all the time to Clint and Clint tells her what Nat told uh, oh. him and she loved Yelena and always wanted her safe and uh, Yelena is upset because you got so much time with her and he says, yes, I did. And she says it shouldn't have gone this way. If if she was there, it could have changed. And Clint says, well, no, nothing would have stopped as she made her choice and we're both going to have to live with that. And Yelena cries and the two of them say how much they loved uh, Natasha and she helps Clint to his feet and he apologizes for her loss. And Yelena walks off for her spinoff in something. We I'm sure. needed something more than just she talked about you all the time. We needed some piece of something. We needed, yeah, she said, you're the one who gave her the vest, the one with all the pockets. That would have done so. Give me something, which is a moment between Yelena and Natasha that he gets to be privy to. And when he mentions it, it justifies how close they were. You've got to do more of an, oh, she talked about you all the time. Oh, well, now I'm convinced. This Honestly, sucked. I I thought he, because he retread some of the beats of War, uh, Black Widow, I assume, and it's like, oh, oh, you did this, and you you were stranded, and then something in a plane or something, yeah. and blah, 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 like that. Not enough. But that's stuff that we know, that's stuff that we saw. The, 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 I feel there needs to be just something more. 
than just I... recapping Black Widow. More than plot. More than plot. Yeah. A tick. An idiosyncrasy. A th- maybe that whistle. I get, um, It's just... Oh, the, I was talking about this. Uh, we, we, if this releases, uh, this will be Thursday, right? Uh, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Wednesday. So, yeah. so on Friday, we have uh, what I'm calling the Cinematic Council podcast coming out. And it's some of the, uh, what I think is some of the best uh, voices in amateur film podcasting. And we're, we're talking about the year coming up. But we do sort of touch ever so slightly on Black Widow and, 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 and one of the points that was made is you have to plan and black widow fails because nobody cared about a prequel after the character had already died because the stakes are determined and now this is hawkeye's designed to borrow so heavily from black widow but if i don't care about black widow enough then i the the these things come compact as as, as, the, as they go along and it's just affects everything that comes after it and this apparently means so much in their internal storyline <laughs> lineage but they bought step one which means oh it's not working this, <laughs> this was supposed to be a big moment and it fell flat but yeah that's that's all of Yelena's time really in the episode she has gone off her her arc's complete for this episode. Yep. Meanwhile, the police go to where Fisk was blown up, but he's gone, and Maya catches him as he hobbles away. She has a gun. He says, well, we're family, Maya. Family doesn't always see eye to eye, and she shoots him. But we don't see the corpse. We don't see the bang. We just have the camera pan up. Uh, he's alive. We we all know he's alive. He's far too... I tell you what, if they yeah. if they did kill him off, I'm more mad than, than I'm already. Like, yeah. you gave me an interesting villain. Stop taking them away when you finally nail it. Vulture. There's, I need to see Vulture yeah. again in my life. Apparently, I'm yeah. going to. But, you know, uh, also, the you know, when, when you finally get a villain that I care about in the MCU, keep them around. Yeah. This the Kingpin will be around for ages. Uh, there's a there's a there's a comic story from God knows when where uh, Maya shoots him directly in the eye, like between the eyes, and he comes back at the end of the comic, but he's just a bit blind. And there's just sort of the, oh, I've, the seen, I've seen the bandages, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like one of those. Oh well, Daredevil's blind, so is Kingpin. How's that going to work? And remember, she's got a TV show. This is where we will probably, it's left open, I'm assuming, for her TV show that he's healed and he's now after Maya and he'll be the big villain of that to tie into all oh, the street level hero I'm, stuff. I really want to see him, but I really, oh, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's a, it's a tough rope to, to walk on. But the LARPers, meanwhile, help the police out and they recruit Jack to become a LARPer. Uh, as they're sitting in an ambulance, Clint says that Kate has made uh, him better and he's proud of her. And it's Christmas Day later on on the Barton farm and Kate and Clint arrive with the dog who's now been named Lucky. And Clint has gifts for all the kids. And Laura, who uh, is the owner of the watch he was able to get that was stolen, it he t- uh, she turns it over. It's a S.H.I.E.L.D.-branded watch with 19 written on it, which is a reference to the character Mockingbird, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was intertwined with uh, Clint Barton in the I comics. I uh, you there was something. Thing about Linda Cardellini and this made me happy. Something had to. 
Yeah. Uh, the only thing this does is this completely decanonizes a major part of Marvel Studios. Uh, this completely decanonizes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, oh, as no. We, as if we didn't already know that from oh. the fact that after se- Series 4, they just completely wash away everything that happens. Phil, um, look, Phil Coulson's back, everybody. Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson's back, and then he's gone. <laughs> he dies again. Oh. Then he's alive again, hey, but he hey, dies hey. again. Oh. Oh. But he's back. He's yeah. gone. <laughs> That's yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, yeah. I've saved you seven years. Thank you. Um, I say that I do like it, but I don't. This isn't about Agents of Shield. They've brought Mockingbird back. Good for Linda Cardellini. Yeah, uh, good for her. So yeah. Uh, meanwhile, after that, Kate and Clint go back and burn the Ronin outfit uh, together, and they walk back to the house as Kate asks what her hero name can be, and Clint has an idea. It's Hawkeye. Credits and what lady hawk <laughs> yeah lady hawk bow girl yeah um uh, but d- don't don't wait don't don't go away yet because we've got a post credit scene before we get to that uh can i just yeah. say that we hit this we predicted it might even have been me i think said, it was here there's gonna be a moment where it's gonna be like did you ever see uh oh what was it face off yeah okay so the bit where he's like uh, the kid comes in who looks just like the kid who died and he's like can we keep him and the wife like shrugs and goes oh okay it's like <laughs> i brought home a stray and my stray has brought home a stray and it, it pretty much is how it played out beat for beat in this oh finale. yeah this was the uh, kate isn't just for christmas it's for life for christmas yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. so like oh i'm just going i was i was i i saw it coming i liked it i appreciated it i think this is also their way of going hey joe russo your kid is not gonna well, be the main Barton anymore. No, no, she's not. No, this whole <laughs> thing was designed to get Kate Bishop kind of into that family, and that's uh, okay. And now we have the post-credit scene, which we've had no post-credit scenes, unlike other Marvel shows, which <laughs> kind of either went all six, they gave us scenes, or towards the end they would give us scenes, or at the very least would give us a really important scene at the end. We yeah. get something else here. Uh, we get the entirety of uh, the Rogers the Musical uh, performance that we see in the first episode, the song that's available on Spotify. Uh, we just get that full song again with some added scenes. I could do this all day. day. It also oh. means I get to use this at the end of the episode again. Well, there I'm we so happy. There um, oh. It was there. You know what you could have done? You could have instead... You could have still had this. You could have had a second post-credit scene like some other show, Marvel shows had, where you yeah. can just confirm to everyone that Kingpin's actually alive. Um, uh, this I, is. I don't this- even care if it's just her itching more names and him going, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Give me something, because that's what I'm expecting. And this felt like a bait and switch. Yeah. I think there's also thought- no Hawkeye will return or Kate Bishop will return. I I think good. they thought that this end scene was going to be much more warmly regarded as this yeah. great gift people and, hated it yeah because you know, i already saw most of it and the, the majority of it that's the first 60 percent of it isn't even the fake marvel characters it's just fake new yorkers singing about yeah. you know how can they keep going and i'm just like oh this sucks and you um, just get a lot of shots of the director as well i assume being like oh yeah yeah, yeah. go guys um 
the th- if I hadn't have listened to the full song like a month and a half ago when it first was released, yeah. I might have been, oh, wow. But I've already heard this and I've already seen this. People have already edited it to sort of coincide. So this is nothing new. Or it's because they're like, oh, Mary, uh, season's greeting from Marvel Studios. Have the thing that is, is a good one minute joke. Yeah, yeah, um, that's the thing. It's a good one minute joke. It's not yeah. a great four minute where the joke ends after a minute. It's a joke you've already heard. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but this is the thing you left a lot open. But now it's episode. the thing you, you gave me something that I'm like, oh, it's all right. Instead of something I really, really yeah. wanted. So there's no I, confirmation of a season two or you, you where know, anything's going. You know what this is? This well, is in love, actually, when she gets the CD instead of the necklace. Yeah. I wanted the necklace. Who got the post credit scene? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which whore has my necklace? Because. Uh, I want, I want the, uh, I want, you know, I want the necklace. I don't want the CD. The CD is nice, but I've already had the CD. I was expecting something more because I saw it in your pocket in all the previous shows. This. Evan Feige's in his office (sighs) in red lingerie, just watching uh, Vincent D'Onofrio read lines. You're like, ah, yes, that's great. That's great. No one else gets that. Uh, I got news for you, Mr. Feige. At the end of the movie, the Grinch's heart grows three sizes and he gives the gifts back. I want my (laughs) gift back. You're a mean I think one, this Mr. Is the thing. This is the, this is the big issue of it, though. It's a funny post. It's a funny post-credit scene. I like I uh, liken it to in Spider-Man: Homecoming, where there's one post. Well, there's two post-credit scenes, but the, the after-credits one, after waiting and waiting and waiting, is like a joke where Captain America's like, ah. Today's lesson is patience. When you thought you were going to get something, you really want. That's great. I like that. Funny. That was okay. That's so funny. Yeah. I would have been fine if they had this, but also like at least maybe had an open-ended thing where like you guys know you think Kingpin might be dead. He's okay. Or this is where Maya's got this is because so far we've just had this is the ending. For what we know, this is the end of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. We there's no confirmation. I know it's not, but like there's no it's not like Loki where they're like season two, or there's not like Captain America where they're like Captain America four. You could have cut to, to 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 do the scene, go back to outside the theater, have people leave in the theater, have someone go loses something after the first time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like people who have gone to see it more than once, yeah. make them some characters who were in the first one, and they could walk by literally anybody, any Marvel yeah. character at all, kind of standing there, just kind of leaning against the thing. You pan over to them walking away, just him going. Yeah, pretty much. And then he walks away, and whoever that is, that can be Stephen Strange, yeah. that can be whoever you're next. I would have loved to see Wong watching that. Yeah, Wong going. Do yeah. it like Shang-Chi, where he's doing it instead of Hotel California, he's singing this one. Yeah, like, I don't I don't get it, or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah oh, it just, it, this just felt, if you give me just that little bit, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'm okay with this, but it's the idea that you put me inside the world of the fake Marvel rather than inside the world of the Marvel universe itself. And therefore yeah. it feels like a ripoff because Clint already told me I'm supposed to hate Clint told me I'm supposed to hate this. Yeah. This yeah. is supposed to be bad. Yeah. And like, I get it. I, yeah, I would have really liked to see like, uh, ant-man since he's not actually supposed to be there watching that i mean like i don't think i was there was i there i don't remember being yeah, there was i what was it what was i doing that i'm not on the plot no, am it, i <laughs> yeah no it's uh i don't know it's it just was a bit 
lackluster for an episode, which overall I I actually really enjoyed. So I guess uh, I guess we'll go into our overall thoughts of, of the episode. That sigh is very concerning for where this conversation will go. Well, you know, this whole thing was supposed to be set up with the Armand thing, and yet the mom comes out and makes a couple of vague comments about, I did what I had to do to keep us alive. No specifics given. We just get she was kind of a crony of of kingpin but what happened with armand we're not told why was armand giving her a hard time we don't know you know um how was it developed or how did she go to him or this whole thing was begging for a flashback scene of her when her when her when when her husband just died going to kingpin and sort of establish that should have been your opening to the episode it needed a moment of explanation uh, it it, it was just a bit i don't know what is the point of the series besides going Kate Bishop's hanging out with Hawkeye now? Like narratively, think, narratively, what's the point? Narratively, I think it's to it's it's supposed to do three things. One, set up Kate Bishop and her future in what I'm assuming will be like the Young Avengers or something. Uh, two to set up more of Yelena and yeah, where that's, I mean, that's going. The thing, but we don't three the which is the big one, but also the one that I'm so 50-50 on to go, hey, Kingpin's back yay but also there's a new show of a character that we instead of daredevil why don't we just do daredevil i think priority one is supposed to be yelena but yelena's now apparently made her peace with clint but the last time we saw yelena she was with elaine bennis from seinfeld so surely she's not done with that yet or else what was the point of that we didn't get any storyline clarification on why they pivoted from elaine to eleanor who high i don't i don't understand how this fits into and this is something that marvel's generally been really good at i wonder if there's too many pieces now with the marvel shows as well as the cinematic universe are there too many pieces going in too many directions and feige's losing control of the giant whiteboard on his wall I want to give it the benefit of the doubt and wait till the next appearance, but God knows when that could be. I don't maybe want to sit through a whole nother show. You know, I'll probably watch Echo if um, Kingpin's in it because I love Kingpin and I think Vince offer is great. But that shouldn't be the driving force to go see the character that, you know, I like the most from Daredevil, not going against Daredevil or Spider-Man or someone who... And then Echo is like a big Kingpin character, but this isn't one that should evolve naturally. This whole this whole thing is a bait and switch because we are sort of promised at the start this Christmas themed almost murder mystery. Yeah, and it goes a completely different direction. The watch is underwhelming at best because they don't actually Mm. explain anything about it or why the others wanted it so much why was it so important they had that watch that's never actually clarified why why did the tracksuit mafia want it so badly why that watch i'm Uh, assuming shield secrets but still not established not not yeah, and, uh, i think that's for us to go oh that's why yeah but that's but, not enough it's just yeah. uh, and then um you know to, to use maybe an appropriate turn of phrase this thing doesn't hit its target it misses yeah. it misses 
it makes us go we're going somewhere it, the post credit scene is the perfect example it gives us something we didn't want and not even something that necessarily is makes sense from a storyline perspective and goes this is what you wanted isn't it i mean it's really not no no this is exactly what you wanted you wanted this uh, and and uh, i don't know how you mess up christmas in new york I mean, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, it felt like it was a fairly easy story to go. I think it starts to unravel, unfortunately, when you bring Maya into it. I think it got too many strands to do at once. Yeah. And you're serving Which too the, many I masters. Like, I like the idea of yeah, Maya. Me I like too. The, I like, I like her, her character. The thing is, you have a really interesting arc that you can go through. Maybe you can begin it here continue it in something like daredevil or something more on the ground or hell in a season two of this which i'm assuming this isn't getting because we've we've heard nothing but you continue that arc over over several stories for her to then get her own show not just straight off the off the thing there's characters you can really you get to like and evolve over time when we saw uh thor back in 2011 I didn't go, oh, that Darcy's great. I wanted to be the main character of a show. I went, oh, over time, I start to like Darcy and this and that. Because now I want her back. Now that they've got the, the, the Disney Plus, you have to fill it with content. And so yeah. whose stories are not deemed film worthy and therefore we give series out of. And does this skew what naturally would be, hey, here's kind of a secondary character. Hey, maybe yeah. they might pop up in some other things. If Disney Plus had been around already, I think you would have had, for instance, Falcon would have had a series way yeah. before he did because they'd need to fill something that wasn't film worthy. And then that would have been rushed as opposed to letting us sort of naturally get to know and see the growth even in those times between movies where characters can have exponential character growth but we just go it's been yeah. time so that would make sense of course of course you're well, better than you were a year and a half ago that, that, that that's, that's obvious what the next uh marvel show i think that's coming out is uh which is miss marvel miss marvel is basically like uh in between almost uh like so like a prelude i think or a prologue for um the captain marvel 2 because that's just sort right. of setting up. Yeah, it's just like, here's another Captain Marvel uh, character who's got the same sort of abilities where it goes from, and it then sort of explains what will happen. It's it's like what uh, Division is to Doctor Strange 2, essentially. Right. So it's like, it's additional content for you to sort of like more of a character, a bit more content. For a character that people yeah. didn't really connect to in Captain Marvel... Oh, this is a completely different character. Right, but if it's building up for Captain Marvel 2, you're linking it to that universe. To yeah. that smaller yeah. universe, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, so this is a, yeah. a character that we've not seen in the MCU yet. Granted, I'm totally biased because Kamala Khan is my one of my favorite superheroes. But if you're like yourself, who doesn't know anything about it, you just go, okay, there's a new show, blah, 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 and then yeah. go from there. I, I, and Echo is sort of the same. It's just instead of having her own show, it's, it's sort of the reverse and then getting her own show but yeah i'm not like, excited this is solely a, it's a vehicle for kingpin i'm not excited about this echo show not not even in the slightest i feel uh yeah i feel this was rushed i mean there's a, there's a way you could have brought King, you know the sad thing is you could have brought kingpin in without without yeah. this and then you could have yeah. you could have done a show about kingpin and then you could have introduced her through that door rather than make me go, hey, you see this character? Do you like her? Well, I don't really know yet. Well, you're getting more of her. And me going, I'm okay with her uh, being like sort of 
if they had her be the big bad of this series, and then at the like at the very end, they then like, oh, she's working for someone. Like, if it's, the post credit scene yet. is him pushing the the picture across and going, oh, I guess he's, I guess we found out who mom was working for after all. She's in jail, whatever the kiss situation situation is. Yeah, and we go, who's that? He's called Kingpin, and then that's your end of credit scene. Boom! Well, it's a, that's the thing. You 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 defeat Maya, or Maya goes off and does whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, cool! We've done. We've we've got the Ronin suit. It's all done." It's like that's done, but we now have more to do. Yeah, like, that that's fine. And yeah. if that means I don't get to see Kingpin for like, I don't get an episode of Kingpin. That's fine because that thematically, like from a from a narrative, it makes more sense to explain as well for Maya's future. I think if I didn't know there was going to be an Echo show before this the series started i might have been a bit more open to it but yeah, the fact we that this was that, all yeah. like yeah i think that's the thing and yeah. it, it's no you're not wrong because they announced like marvel zombies which is essentially just like an offshoot of um like an one episode of what if and i'm like that's fine people people responded positively to it they get that cool 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 it's i don't know but I think we should just go from that to like overall thoughts of the series, like as as a whole. Uh oh. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I like. I want to say I like episodes for uh, a series length. I don't think I'm the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios are showing me that they can write a six episode. Uh, story i think they over there they're always rushing to the finish line and maybe i gotta reassess what my expectations are i guess out of it yeah um i'm i like the character kate bishop and so as yeah. a result this is worth uh, my investment she always felt even though she got a little quippy at times I mean, it's a marvel film so that's what's gonna happen she's yeah. very much like a female peter parker she's cracking wise in all the same ways that he kind of does she's so gosh darn wholesome and and positive <laughs> and meta and uh yeah so i i like her uh i you know, quite liked clint barton in this oh, renner was all right yeah. and if you get those two right i should feel okay with the rest of it but they didn't figure out what the universe around them was going to feel like well enough and so my thought process is if i don't know if i'm comparing it to the other ones we have so far um i'm trying to figure out which one i dislike more is it this or is it falcon and the winter soldier um i really disliked what they did with falcon and the winter soldier especially with carly it was carly right yeah, carly. yeah i really disliked that but you know what they didn't do they didn't yada yada over the stuff that i thought we were having to work on yeah they at least made yeah. her go like all mental for a bit even if i disagreed with you know she's just a victim of her circumstance no 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 she's not but you know it was better than just i did what i had to do and what was that we're not saying okay so how did armand die doesn't matter not important and i'm like really because it's the kind of the whole reason we're all here kind of sort of yeah it's i think i think overall i really i did enjoy this series and it was it was a lot of fun but i don't know if that's because it's the fun christmas season thing or just because it's like because I enjoy, I, I enjoy a lot of aspects of this. I like the to and fro with Kate and Clint. I like the stuff with uh, the LARPers, and I like the the idea of the countdown to Christmas. The issue is, 
by like episode halfway through episode three, maybe episode four, they go, what was that countdown to Christmas again? Ah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. So it, it's that it is. It just sort of leaves a lot that I was looking forward to. And I liked thematically just to go, ah, punchy kicky time with the track suits. I will say, Love the tracksuits. I think they're a great yeah, tracksuit to the MCU are, for the future. They're a yeah. great low-level baddie. I think they're. I think they're fun. Bunch of if guys. If I was ranking this, go ahead. If I was ranking this between the Marvel shows that we've done, I'm not going to include What If because we haven't covered that. No, and that that's its own sort of singular thing. Yeah. Uh, but if this between you know, Loki, One Division, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and this, I think first would be. Uh, Loki. I enjoyed Loki the most, and I think the pay- the ending. Uh, I would agree. I think it stuck. It stuck the landing the most out of. Uh, absolutely, I would agree with that. Uh, see, the thing is, my my second is basically tied between the other. I'm gonna go Hawkeye second, just because overall, like, I didn't hate hate an episode, and like, yeah, it 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 concluded everything it needed to, maybe quick, but like, it didn't feel rush to the extent that the other two episodes did one division i think is my lowest because of how it just concludes by like the final couple episodes i agree with you and there's two there's two ways to screw up a marvel show and those two shows did it uh in you know in our prime examples of it where one division went let's try and wrap everything up and explain everything away and do it in the one episode where yeah they do everything but everything feels mega rushed this and one, also they're, they're doing CGI battles like times yeah. three in that as well. And But this one just yeah. went, you know what we'll do? We'll just skip all the stuff. And done. <laughs> We're going to wrap that up. Ah, we, we said a throwaway line. That's good enough. And so I don't know. I, I guess I, I like the characters more in the WandaVision universe. So that ended up being my my one division does more interesting i'll I'll, I'll give it that because the first couple i think i think that's why i'm so burned by one division because it had such an intro i went i was i went back and watched it oh jeez i I was just i just wanted something on in the background and i enjoyed it a bit more knowing what was coming going okay not getting my hopes up but it's that fight it's that final episode where everything is rushed because i I love what it does uh with the concept of television and like being fanciful and artsy but the problem is you had to stop yeah. because you reached the end of wanda's childhood and so you yeah. couldn't go any further it would have been great to have seen the the i loved all the homages it, it, it kind of takes yeah. my my sort of old school tv media kind of kind of gimmick but uh yeah and um, fuck no soldier i enjoyed and I, I i did like but they didn't know what they wanted to do with Carly. The fact that they made someone who's supposed to be set, like fighting to help people and be like this freedom fighter, no no borders kind of character, become a villain. Yeah, she was really weird. A terrorist. It didn't I mean, seem she, right. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, hey, she's just no, no. She blew up a what was it, like a sick hospital with kids in it or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. And it was a shame because everything carly fights for is like something that steve rogers would fight for but they villainize it because of her actions and i totally yeah. get that but they they kind of forgot what they wanted to do with the villains do better and it's, yeah it's weird well because here's the, ready for this because in falcon and the winter yeah. soldier we're the villains 
Yeah. We're the villains because we all have to do better in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with having a message in a morning. Hey, uh, you know, 98% of what I could, of what happened to Falcon Soldier I can get on board with. But, you know, I could have done without the eight-minute scene where, where Sam Mackey just lectures us all. Yeah, especially because for most of that, we are, we, we're on board. We've we been like, on board with him the whole time. We support hey. Sam. And oh. I told him, that I, I, I know when we, when we did it, there was people that were like, totally against the sam's ethos and for those people like you, you've missed the point the message of the show yeah but that's always going to happen with 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 hawkeye to get us sort of back on track because i i keep derailing um hawkeye just was a sort of a fun a fun distraction from everything else i think it yeah. just it was self-contained to it uh and didn't really small scale yeah yeah I, and i i did like that i didn't feel after after no way home which was bloody massive by like just from the trailer alone. I liked there was just something well, small neighborhood wise. How many villains do we have at various points in Hawkeye? We've got Armand. Maybe three. Well, hang on. Cause Four. we've got Armand who's presented to us as a villain at the very least True. in episode one. Then we've got Jack who's presented as a villain. We should be concerned about. Then yeah. we've got Yelena. We've got, what's his name? Ravi. Oh, Kazi. Kazi. Thank you. Yeah. Then we've got, uh, kingpin five mm. you know what i mean like five legitimate individuals who were told this is the bad guy and we're going okay i'm re- oh hang on M- uh, maya for a little bit so six. Oh yeah maya so for like, a while six different villains in a six episode like 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 stop switching the targets <sighs> that's why my notes for this will, will literally go meanwhile meanwhile yeah. meanwhile and i'm i'm fine with that for like what this is supposed to be but it just kept switching yeah. And I, I did enjoy that. It's still, it's number two, but that's also saying my enjoyment of the other, the two below it is very, no. if I had, what if, what if would be like number two? Cause what if was really interesting? But what if doesn't have, but it to, didn't, yeah, what if that doesn't have to deal with what happens next for yeah, any of it? What it's if just, doesn't have a real narrative structure in the sense that these do, what if had the final episode is remember this, 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 and this from those things, we'll bring those in kind of, and yeah. then we'll go from, yeah. And then we just like stop the, and we don't have to deal with the fallout from it. So we've made decisions yeah. and that's it. The, what if is like, cool, all these different things. You see them in Doctor Strange too, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know anymore. Yeah, maybe. I gotta catch up on that. I do. I, I've, yeah, seen, I've seen, I've seen Captain Carter, and that's it. Yeah, Captain Carter is like the most normal of everything else, which is a weird way to begin it. But yeah, yeah. But no, I think from that we'll just go with, we'll go with favorite moment of the series overall because I think we've we've covered like our grumbles and yeah. favorite parts of the episode just around well i mean you think like favorite episodes kind of a fun one as well but yeah uh, my favorite moment overall is actually from my favorite episode so there we go mm. um my favorite moment is the phone conversation when his he can't yeah. hear and uh kate's having to act as a translator almost or an intermediary and he has to lean on her actually i think it's an important moment for their partnership and for the story and does a good job of letting you see the pain and the heaviness that Clint feels. Uh, I think that's a really important scene from a, what I think is a really important episode. And so that mm. gets my vote. Uh, I feel like I'm, it feels like I'm, I'm really hating on the whole thing overall. I guess I'm not. I'm just frustrated. We watch them not stick the landing over and over and over again. I think I'm going to go. And this is solely, I think, because I haven't seen Black Widow, so I'm not used to it. I really do like um, Yelena and Kate's conversation about what it means to be a hero and like the idealization of Clint and the 
the hatred of Clint. I really enjoy that just as like a a real way to sort of as a character anal- a character analysis without having the actual character present. Is this during the bit where they're eating the macaroni and cheese? Yeah. yeah. Hang on, because I did a poll about that one, if memory serves. Oh, yes, yes. So, the dreaded poll. I did a poll. Do I still have the uh, the thing here? Probably not. I'm going to hit a button. It's probably <laughs> not going to be the right one. Oh, hang on. I better turn the thing on. Nope. MacGuffin it. That's not it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was something uh, I did for uh, one, of, one of our quiz nights. I'm loving it. Turn to MacGuffin Incredible. Yes. Um, I asked... Um, so, boxed mac and cheese, a.k.a. craft dinner, 70% say not great. 30% say wow. great. I think people are missing out on the glory that is craft dinner. That's what I'm saying there. Craft dinner is amazing with hot sauce, much like Elena. I love the hot sauce. I might try it again one day, but I'm not going back anytime soon. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might depend on like the milk, because our milk is very different to American and Canadian milk. You know milk. what? That's true. I have not had it since I've been over here. Oh, hang on. I had it yeah. once. I don't remember. I mean, it tastes like orange is what it tastes like. I don't mean orange like the yeah. flavor. It tastes yeah. like orange the color, like simulated cheese flavor. And, you know, maybe I've been gone for too long and therefore my, I've become, you know, too too accustomed to, <laughs> to non-simulated um, flavor. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, nah, craft dinner is an important part of any university student's lifestyle in Canada. That's for sure. Yeah, but from that, I think... We, we sort of covered favorite episode. Mine was the same as yours because I think it handled a lot, yeah. a lot with uh, everything with Nate, the reveal of Yelena. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy the character moments. But I still think that moment with Kate and Yelena, I thought was great. I over, I, do I say least favorite episode? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with five i struggled with five um i remember exactly what happened in five i remember i was saying that my scores were pretty low and i wasn't looking that forward to what was ha- was that right was that five i think it was five I, th- I think so yeah yeah um so that was i was getting to the end and going oh you better not let me down again and they kind of did um or one I was really kind of down on one, to be honest, as well, which is a shame because I had a friend of the podcast, Simon Callow, on it, and it certainly wasn't him. He's great. I mm. just felt that uh, all the Barton best Christmas ever stuff just kind of got in the way. <laughs> and you didn't give me enough time. You know what? And and they even gave up in the premise of it halfway through. So obviously it didn't yeah. matter that much. And so I guess it's that. You? Uh, I think episode two. Episode two just had so much that I wasn't really, I didn't really care about. And a lot of stuff that led to nowhere. The stuff with Jack was just to be a, a red herring that still led to nowhere for a, a one-line reveal. Uh, the Barton Family Christmas stuff still goes away. Uh, the reveal of uh, Maya was so quick and like sudden. And we never actually got a payoff for that please come to the police station thing either, I've now realized. Uh, did they drop the charges? Was there a little thing about dropping the charges? They never mention it. All right, I don't know. Yeah. They never mentioned the fact that Kate never went to the police station to talk to them about the fire, which well, she didn't have. Forgotten. She didn't have work, so I guess she showed them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I guess overall, I, I'm going to say episode rating and then series rating overall. Oh, episode rating. Kingpin pushes it to a seven. 
Yeah. Um, series rating six and a half. It's all right. It's there. Uh, I'm gonna go seven for the for the finale, just because I I do enjoy. I enjoy the Kingpin stuff. I do enjoy the moments between uh, Kate and uh, Clint. And to an extent, Kate and Yelena, as much as I, I harped on it, it's, it's, it was a nice bit of levity, even though like, I think if I saw Black Widow, I'd, I'd be bored. Maybe not. Because I'd already seen it. Maybe not. But no, I, th- I think that's also just, I, I kind of like the, the, where that friendship seems to be going. Uh, series overall, I'm going, I'm going seven and a half. And it's partially because I like the Christmas stuff. I do like that it's very self-contained and it like gradually with each episode, it is like uh, uh, going up like for like a higher level of like a boss character in a video game that each le- each episode ends like with a new villain. They need to get to the top. And then the final episode is like the final boss villain of a, of a game. And I, I do like because it, it feels like uh, it feels like how Mafia works in, in the Marvel comics. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it sounds for being honest, buddy, it sounds like most of what you're like about this thing is about other opportunities that could open up as opposed to. Yeah, what's happening essentially, here. this is the thi- this is the thing. I yeah. like where it seems to be going with characters and like an introduction to maybe like two or three characters for me. I, two, because I've not seen Black Widow. Yeah. Three, because I've not seen Black Widow. It'd be two if I did see Black Widow. But there's there was so much promise here. I think I'm still clinging on to that. But I do, I did enjoy it for the journey, the journey it had, even if it's not perfect. And I, I like the I like the dynamic between the the three main uh, girls of the show. They will have different levels of of idolization of just how they view Clint, and I, I appreciated that. Yep. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a there's a lot about perspective, and uh, that was a conversation. Yeah, and I, was, I, I love I love that theme. Uh, honorable I, mention for best moment. I I, I just realized to um, to the fake out blip in episode five. Oh, well, not that, the fake yeah, out blip, but the blip. That was absolutely fantastic. I always forget about that, and you say, "Go, oh yeah." Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I do. I do like how they did that because it's the first time we've got to properly witness the beginning and the end of that, and I do, I do appreciate that. So I guess, I guess from there, that's the, that's the is that the end the end of Hawkeye Hawk guys. Oh, not because of you, buddy. Far from it. But it wouldn't. Yeah. I would shed no tears if we didn't have to do no, this again. Nah. Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> what's the next Marvel? Is it, is it is it is the next one Echoes? Is it our? Is it that? I, I I think it's Miss Marvel. We haven't oh, right, got yeah, a release. Yeah. We haven't got a release. It's it's either Miss Marvel or um oh. The, the Oscar Isaac one, Moon Knight. It's either Moon Knight or uh, Miss Marvel. Mm. All right. Um, that, yeah. That's that's not until like at least March. So we, we've Good. got a while. Uh, if you're listening to this today on the Wednesday, what are you doing? Go and watch Book of Boba Fett. We're not going to cover it, <laughs> yeah. but um, go go and watch Book of Boba Fett. I'm Obi-Wan, sure though. I was looking at Obi-Wan's yeah. one I definitely need to do. Obi-Wan will definitely do. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, book of Boba Fett. We might do like a Mandalorian retrospective, like we did. I I don't know. There's there's just so much in Disney Plus. I want to break. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this. If you're listening to this on release day, please catch our episode that we did for New Year's New No, sorry, Christmas Eve of Die Hard. Our episode the uh, week before for Love Actually. 
uh, tomorrow or Friday for you, you'll have the Cinematic Council, I think you call it. The Cinematic Council of Podcasts. Yes, yes. where uh, Ian and uh, a load of other fantastic podcasts discuss the the future, the the year that will be coming for film and yeah. where we might might possibly see things. And then on Saturday, we'll have... Uh, for new, that'll be New Year's Day. We'll have Who Do You Think You Are? The End of Time Part One and Two. Our, our final David Tennant proper episode. We we get emotional, and it, it's a fun retrospective on that era. But just as things must end, things must also begin, and we Ooh. have our Patreon beginning on January first. If you exciting, if, if you like what you hear at the BFE, and you yeah. wanted to help support the podcast here at the BFE, uh, it's an opportunity to do that. We've got all the information up on the Patreon, which we'll get in the Twitter bio asap. Um, and uh, if you're first one in the Patreon pool, you get to tell us what movie we are doing for our January 4th review. So have your voice heard. That's at any tier, any tier whatsoever. First one in the pool will get to choose our first movie of 2022. <laughs> That's Exciting. a much better Christmas present than Hawkeye was. <laughs> exciting so thank you so much for listening if you like what we do catch us on facebook and twitter at best film ever pod i've been ethan and i've been ian and despite all of this being a christmas episode i will say considering when this comes out happy new year everyone we'll see you in 2022 for the next marvel shebang and you know what buddy i could do this all day Ah... Uh...